Right, so unexpected, unplanned podcast, but I'm going to actually speak to my wife, the lady who I live with, the person who has to endure me at all times and has an idea of what it's like to live with me. So everybody, this is Lucy. Um, we've been married for a few years now and she's probably got a good idea of what I'm like as a person. So it's a good person to interview and you get an honest opinion of what it's like to live with a personal trainer. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Hello right. everyone. Check this out. Trump, Trump, Trump. Where and what is your sweat equity? What measures are you prepared to invest in yourself? Because that's what it is, folks. A higher quality of life and improvements in your quality of life and your health are an investment. Newsflash, everybody, you're always on a diet. Once you view this as mental fitness, as we all know, aesthetics are not health. If we're absolutely honest, anyone that embarks on a diet is looking to reduce their body fat, not their weight. Weight is just mass. I can take five kilos off you with a chainsaw. You won't be any healthier, but you'll have reached your goal. So, talking about things in a way that most people don't realize when it comes to living with a personal trainer rather than working with one in a gym. When we first started dating, did you or did you not have to defend your choice of boyfriend to your friends? Well, yeah, everyone assumed that you'd be eating like protein shakes 24-7 and telling me off if I touched a chocolate bar. <laughs> and like uh, basically being like a bit of an Instagram like posing and stuff like this but uh, luckily it wasn't true because uh, I like cooking and eating everything and if you ever saw our kitchen anyone listening to this you'd realise that's really the case because we must have got at least one of everything you can buy for a domestic kitchen which you appreciate this is true this is true <laughs> yeah cool right so I'm not the typical ass stereotype of a personal trainer and you had to defend me to your friends when we started dating which was really interesting to hear at the time because I didn't actually realise that was a thing, that girls tr don't really like their friends dating personal trainers because they think they're either douchebags or posers. Oh, absolutely. Also, it means that sort of you have to cut down your intake and like you saw these kind of a couple workout goals, which is good, obviously. Like I like the idea of that gym couples working out together, but not for the whole posing side of it. Mm. Um, but then again, I think they also saw the benefit because I was not exactly like a, a gym fitness person. <laughs> so I think they also found it funny. <laughs> I'd be dating someone who was like a gym person where I <laughs> well yeah that that that's really quite true which we had found out quite quickly when we started dating because I was in town um, from Saudi Arabia I flown back to Dubai for a weekend and after our first date I was like hey look I'm going to go uh, paddleboarding or to kayaking off the beach tomorrow morning after our first date I was like why don't we meet up and you can come and join me and you were like yeah cool that sounds like a good idea um so I only found out some time later that we didn't actually go kayaking because the weather wasn't good enough for them to lease us the kayak. So we went for lunch instead. But I found out that uh, afterwards, you really, really, really don't like being active after a night out for a few drinks. Yeah, I was like incredibly hungover. <laughs> the only other time you've taken me to the gym is when I've been hungover. And you're like saying to me, like, keep working out, keep working out. It's like I'm not feeling very well or very steady on my feet. <laughs> but, uh, but the kayaking, I would have like I like kayaking. We've been like done sub subsequently. It was just you were doing it to impress this guy you like. Very wobbly, and you, then I got horribly sunburned. You were yeah, awfully happy that we, we couldn't go out because they were like, oh no, it's too choppy. You can't hire a kayak today. But I suppose it could have been worse. <clears throat> you could have gone out there and half drowned. Well, exactly. Right. So we started dating and got into a more serious relationship, and I moved back here from Saudi Arabia. And we initially tried you being a client of mine for free, obviously, because, again, we were dating. And that didn't work out as well as people might expect. And it's not an uncommon thing before I have everyone jump on my... Apparently, a lot of coaches and trainers that I've subsequently listened to their own podcasts or spoken to have said, 
it's a little bit of a transference thing. Like they say, you should never have your spouse or your parent try and teach you how to drive because you didn't like me trying to instruct you for an hour at a time, did you? Uh, no. So, okay. So I think, like, I, I like your style of training. Like, not to, like, big you up or anything, but I do like your style of training. But the problem is that when you're not in the mood and it's your personal trainer who you don't know, you kind of feel more guilty, like, oh, I can, but when it's your husband or your boyfriend, <laughs> you're a little bit more arsy, probably, so I'm probably not the best, wasn't the best client. <laughs> like, I do yoga now, and my teacher, even when I'm feeling a bit, like, crap, I'll still do it because I know that she'll, like, judge me, yeah, whereas because... if you judge me, you have to come home to me. Yeah, exactly, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so... if you're paying for someone, you're like, okay, well, financially, I'm committed to this, and I don't want to, you know, be seen in a negative light but when, so when you're in a relationship with the person who's training you you're like well sod you I don't, yeah. I don't want to do this what you do about it but what worked better was you give me advice on how to do things like TRX things and stuff like this and like just generally like how to stay more fit so I appreciate the advice side of it and the listening to you talking about it and I will recommend you to people but uh, I think for the sake of our relationship <laughs> better to keep it less professional see there's a coach i i don't know in person but i've listened to his podcast for years joe defranco and it's bizarre that his wife will not train with him for very much the same reason she apparently for years goes to a pretty much rival business across town and when they when they heard a surname when he signed up they were like why are you in here well, you know we're thinking it's some kind of like they're having like a secret shopper kind of scenario you're, like, you're spying on us to see how we operate she's like no no i can't train with my husband it just is not going to work, so I'm coming in here. And that's a, that's a relationship that worked out for them, which is interesting in itself. But I think the couples you see who do work out together, and they look amazing, and like they look like super fit couples, it's kind of like fitness goals, but I think they have a shared interest in being trainers mm, or yeah, being in the fitness industry. So I think that works for them because it's, whereas you are much fitter than I am or stronger as well, and it doesn't, it doesn't quite balance in the same way. Like well, yes, yeah. I mean, so. you, you, you know, the things we've done as a couple, like we've been kayaking and out, we've, we've gone out hiking, that kind of stuff, whether we're here or the UK and that kind of thing. But uh, like you said, we, we've never been a case of, let's go and do this thing together as a sport thing, because we have different interests and abilities. Yeah. You're but... much more, you, you like being active rather than the idea of working out. It's just something that never really gets you hyped up and like, yay, let's go and do this. No, not my thing. Yeah, I think gyms can be quite intimidating, especially if you're starting out. Like, um, I think it's nice. Like, the gym you work out is actually quite a nice gym. It looks much calmer, whereas some of the gyms here, you go there and it's a bit scary. Frantic or yeah. just not the kind of welcome place. I mean, I get how, how that goes because there's places I've been into here in other parts of the world where I've been in and out in five minutes. No, not for me. Vibe's wrong. I don't like the place. I don't like the feel of it or it just doesn't feel comfortable. Thanks for the uh, introduction and the show me around, but I'm, I'm out the door. So I can completely get that. I mean, I've seen that with my clients as well when I've been based in different facilities or working in different companies. Sometimes it's not the trainer they don't like. It's not the idea of exercising. It's I don't want to be in this setting. You know, because there used to be a gym in town here that was so dark and so aggressive in its approach to exercising and stuff. I'm pretty sure you'd have walked straight out. I mean, we've been in one gym before where you were like, I don't like this. There's far too many poses and everyone's all about the mirrors. And we just went, hey, okay, we won't stay here then. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm quite a pink workout person. Like the second <laughs> I start working out, it's like I have rosacea, so I get hot. I like, like my hair looks gross. Like I'm very pink. Like I haven't really got into that whole like sexy training. <laughs> like <laughs> Sweating and looking gross yet. at the same time. And... Yeah, it's more like the kind of like old t-shirt, like my sweatpants, which are still like six years old. 
it's good fun. Yeah, like, fair enough. Yeah. Right, so going on with the first impressions then, you must have been really pleased to find out that I don't want to bully you as girlfriend or wife to come and train with me or you must have a right criteria of exercise you've got to stick to because that's what I do for a living. But also, I like my food as well. Yeah, but no, I, but I don't think... I, you definitely don't bully me at all, but I do think you've made a point to say to me that it's important for me to be active because, to be honest, I probably was a little bit like, I moved to Dubai and I was busy with work and you kind of fell by the wayside. So I think you've, you've, you've made me want to be more active, which is why I've started doing yoga now. Yeah. Like, and I go into that and I'm like feeling much better about like, my back and stuff like this. Yeah, well, that, that so was that's the, definitely a benefit. That was the primary motivation for me saying anything to you was I didn't really have a great concern whether you were exercising or not. It was only a case of, being also a sports therapist and having a massage table at home, you're coming to me going, oh, babe, my back hurts again, or my neck, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't mind helping you out with that, but these problems aren't going to go away unless you do strengthen up your back and you do help your posture and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm glad you took up yoga. But this is a very good benefit of living with a personal trainer is that you do get massages. <laughs> so this definitely, definitely is a, like a plus <laughs> point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you get massages... I've introduced you to the delights of uh, a bacon jalapeno croissant on a weekend morning. Oh, yeah, those are very tasty. (laughs) Which, for those of you listening, there's a video on my YouTube channel. We'd all like to be a bit healthier, but sometimes it's just hard getting the right ingredients in or knowing what meals to make in the time frame that you've got. So I put together four unique books available on my website right now that can help you make all those decisions, have the best nutritional start to your day, and start to make some real impact in improving your quality of life. Okay, so you can go to my website, www.thebodyengineer.training, and go to the online store. There are four books there for you right now. There is the 52 High Protein Recipes. Quick and easy five ingredient recipes. That's a fantastic good starter book. You're trying to improve your, uh, your meals. Your go-to vegan recipe book and the keto guide, okay? All available for $14.99. Listeners to this podcast get a discount if you use the code POD20. And also, because I think you're trying to get into the food, you're trying to get into the food thing more and the nutrition thing as well. Yeah, and you know about recipe nutrition. books and that kind of stuff. So you've been like experimenting yeah, with like different and... dishes. So it's nice to come home to something like like a little bit different cooked so I like this as well yeah um, yeah so Which, it works out I mean I think um, it's obviously very important being healthy to manage your nutrition and, and be aware but I think I benefit from the idea that I came from a, an active family where the men actually took an interest in I mean I say the men my father my uncles my grandfather and all that about we also get involved in the cooking you know it's a case of okay I'm making roast dinner we're doing this I've never shied away from it so the idea of making food for us I don't think is anything odd I mean I know plenty of people I mean I'm 40 but in their 30s and 20s literally cannot cope life has to be eat out takeaway menus deliveries or the microwave you know three minutes and off you go kind of deal whereas I've always been a case of no I love my food I'm never going to tell anyone to starve themselves because I wouldn't do it as a person it's about finding what works for you I mean I like making some quite varied amount of sweet things but I don't necessarily want to eat them a lot I mean you bought me a chocolatier kit for a birthday a few years back and I've recently got an awesome book from a French culinary school that you bought me and a marble slab in the kitchen to make chocolates from scratch which I like because I like the idea of the skill and technique involved in learning new things but I don't know any other personal trainer who goes to that degree of craziness with their food and enjoying things in the kitchen yeah 
some you know some people just shy away from the idea of oh yeah we've got to live on chicken and rice and broccoli and all that kind of crap that the fitness industry pushes but it's an approach that's really depressing to live with as a person never mind sell you as a professional but i think that the problem with um food is i really like nigella lawson because she says like foods become when do we stop enjoying food yeah, exactly. And I think that, uh, like, enjoying what you eat, obviously, don't, like, it's it, everything's in moderation. Don't eat to excess. But if you cook healthy food, you, not even healthy food, if you just cook, if you cook, you know what goes into your food. And I think that's very important. Mm. So you know that if you make a cake, oh, I've seen that much butter's gone into it, so I'm not going to eat the whole cake to myself. And I think that when you, it's a much better way to, <clears throat> much better way to live. Yeah. And it's also sustainable. Well, important. It's it's one of the easiest ways to make yourself all that bit healthier. Is if you know what's going into your food, then you're making sure that there's a lot that isn't going into your food. I mean, I'm I'm never been professionally one of these, you know, aggressively fascist. You must live on this kind of food only and eat these foods and these amounts at these times kind of approach because that's never going to work. Um, in terms of you don't enjoy that kind of food because you've limited your choices by so much. But also, I won't teach. I mean, apart from certain specific cases, I don't teach any approach that I wouldn't do personally. You know, this whole idea of you've got to starve yourself, you've got to go on this weird cycle and call it intermittent fasting and the rest of it. Eat to a regime that suits you and your, per- your preferences and personal choices, and you have to introduce exercise in the same way. I mean, that's probably why, again, like I said, we went from being a couple to getting married, because it's like, okay, it's not some kind of scary scenario to living with a personal trainer or a guy who does triathlons in his spare time or takes up rugby every few years again <laughs> but yeah but i have friends who've done diets and like to be honest it's worked for some of them so um i have a friend at the moment who's been doing intermittent fasting mm-hmm. which like, for me wouldn't necessarily work but for him it's worked amazingly but and like but my only concern is what's going to happen in five months six months like how are you going to adjust that yeah, to, like a real world situation that regime into quote-unquote normal life yeah because he's not going to continue that for into the future to that degree. It's the reason why I never put a client of mine onto a 30-day or a 60-day program, because what happens on day 31 or yeah, day 65? Exactly. Like, oh, this is really good, great, okay. So is that now your regime forever? Yeah, like the one time in my life that I really put on weight like was when I lived in South Korea. And I remember trying to, like, calorie count and do diets and you like kind of it just never worked I couldn't get my head around it and the only thing that worked was basically like cutting down my portion sizes and being more active hmm. I think it was the most effective way to be healthier yeah it's just live with a regime that works I mean you and I do not live like I'm sure people imagine I know all your colleagues know that you live with a personal trainer you live with someone who is ex-military they might be inclined to think you must have quite a regimented unhappy life but I wouldn't live that way I know you wouldn't this uh, is why in my office people are always like I've hurt my back ask Richard what to do <laughs> like I need to do this what does your husband think so it works out I mean like it, free advice when it comes to the food stuff I mean I don't drink very much at all in terms of alcohol but we do like going out now and again and dining out our honeymoon was a case of complete polar opposites to what we would normally eat because so we live in Dubai so the idea of we got married here but we we you know inverted commas got married again quite soon afterwards back in the UK so our families could come to an event and our friends which made sense because you're not going to get however many guests to fly to the Middle East it's much simpler for two people to fly back to the country and we didn't go anywhere else after that for a honeymoon because we didn't want to have to go to a, a third country you know Dubai to the UK to somewhere else 
we had our honeymoon in Cornwall at the end of the summer. It was very, very nice. And rather than do anything too extreme, we said, no, we're going to have a rest for a week. And how, as food fans, are we going to enjoy ourselves? Well, before we flew back, we basically planned a week, and I do mean this, a week of basically eating. We decided there's how many high-end restaurants around this part of the country. Right, we're going to have lunch over here. We're going to visit this chef's uh, place for dinner. We're going to eat in this restaurant down the way. We've got to book in advance and reserve a spot. And we had a great time. Some really nice wines, plenty of different desserts. I ate more in four or five days than I would normally eat in three or four weeks. Because I not eat in a very, gluttonous way, no, wasn't no. it? It wasn't like... No, not, like not in nice. a go-crazy way, but yeah. I mean, I don't normally eat breakfast. I have like a standard kind of size lunch and then you and I have dinner most mm. days that's it but uh, we were on vacation and it was a honeymoon and it was a case of doing differently so we were having cooked breakfast most days and then we were going somewhere else for a two or three course lunch and then it was going to be a similar kind of thing for dinner for a week I mean we went to uh, a Michelin star restaurant for lunch one day just in the next town from where we were staying I drove because that was just easier which meant I didn't drink and what was it? Uh, five or six course meal yeah, we had? Paul Ainsworth. Paul's, Paul Ainsworth really at number good. six in Cornwall. I strongly recommend it. The food there is incredible. But um, we. we got, yeah, we got to the last dessert. And uh, <laughs> it was like an extra. They gave us like three desserts and then an extra dessert. I was like, I, I'm going to die. I can't. I can't do this. Yeah, I mean. I think I fell asleep in the car on the way they, home. They brought us out like off menu things to taste before we started on the courses because it. We were on one of the two chef's tables. So they were like, oh, hi, guys. I mean, no, it's your honeymoon, so we're going to make even more of a fuss of you anyway. So we're going through these courses, and you were having different wines with each course. And the dessert came, like I said, it was four different desserts under a heading dessert. And by the time we got to the last part of it, all made from scratch for us, obviously, you had one mouthful, and I pushed it across to me. But if I have one more mouthful, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a fantastic meal, which was worth every single penny that we paid for it. And like you said, we got in the car and it was about a 45 minute drive back and we hadn't gone half a mile before you were head back in the seat. Absolutely massive calorie overload asleep. <laughs> it was good fun. Though. It was, it was. And it was a, it's another example of just loving food and not being afraid to eat well. I mean, we didn't come back from that feeling guilty. We didn't go, oh no, we're going to have a really, really minimalist day the next day because we had so much the next day. No, we we just enjoyed ourselves. I think we went to another good restaurant for lunch the next day. We just yeah. skipped breakfast. <laughs> I think I was a bit shocked after that. It was a bit too much. But you only do it now and again. There's no point going crazy yeah, and feeling bad about it. Like the first time you came back to the UK and met my family, we went out for a really nice roast in a car in an English pub. And my brother is my size. So we have... My parents, me, my brother, my sister-in-law, and you. And I think you probably shocked at the size of the things my brother and I put on the plate. Because <laughs> it was a case of, this pub does a fantastic carvery thing. So you end up with roast chicken and beef and lamb on the same plate. Then you can have all the roast potatoes you want and all the vegetables. So it's all good stuff, all really healthy. But you can only go through the servery once. So you make sure you get your money's worth. I'm sorry, I've been drinking when I'm recording. But uh, yeah, so we've established then that life of the personal trainer is not one constant regime of being bullied into exercise and living on salad, which no, is which not going to do that. Were you surprised living with someone who who's fit who, for fitness and exercise is their lifestyle or is their profession that 
I'm not a lot more disciplined is the wrong word, but militant in how I live because I, I don't live by this really narrow margin of choices and options and we go out for lunch on the weekend just off, off the cuff. Was that ever a surprise to you? Um, not massively. I mean, because when I met you and spoke to you, you didn't seem like a very kind of restricted person. So I think it wasn't like... And to be honest, I don't I'd like. I never really met personal trainers before either. So I had this like kind of. I had this kind of idea, but it wasn't like, oh, he's going to be really crazy and strict when I started speaking to you. I kind of assumed <laughs> that you'd be a bit more like, chilled out. Chilled out. Um, and to be honest, if it'd been like that, probably after the first couple of dates, we wouldn't have. Like, yeah, I, I cont- probably wouldn't have blamed you to be honest. Because to be honest, I wouldn't date someone. It's this very typical. No, we've got to live on chicken and salad and drink but water. It's not and- only that. It's like the. Like, you know, getting up at 3 a.m. and doing this and being like, I've got to get my squats in and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so I think, but your, I don't think your fitness comes from this like crazy way. I think it comes from like a fitness point of view. Mm. Like, you want to be active, you want to like be strong, and obviously, you're ex military background. So yeah. it's kind of like it's been part of your lifestyle as well. Well, so yes, exactly. I think that makes yeah. a big difference. It's not, you haven't done fitness in the past in order to be like, like have like the ripped obviously you have a good body but isn't like have that like ripped kind of like thing it's more about like looking good feeling good yeah i mean and for also me, making the, sure your body's strong the physique side of things has never been my primary goal i mean it's always been secondary you know, if if i've been training for a rugby sevens tournament then my objective is to be fit and have good endurance but to be fit to play rugby yeah what i look like has never been a priority the same when it's been triathlon season or or whatever else. I mean, again, not to harp on it, but it's just a secondary benefit. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it also has a tie into what you're doing. I mean, if I'm doing anything for an endurance basis, like again, triathlon stuff, the, the leaner I am means I'm going to be more efficient and easier to move. Essentially, I'm a, I'm a big, heavy person, and I can't change that. Even if I didn't exercise and didn't care about keeping a certain amount of muscle mass, I've got, if I want to swim and then cycle and then run, I want to be as light and comfortable as possible doing it. Oh, I have a reason why living with a personal trainer is annoying. Go on then, far away. <laughs> is that, uh, like, the money spent on clothes is really irritating. <laughs> like, trying to make sure you got your, like, your shirt fit for the wedding. It was, like, get it fit close enough to the wedding so that your, like, physique doesn't change because you're either working out more or getting leaner more. So this yeah, is Yeah, well, that's definitely... true, yeah. All, all my clothing for the wedding and everything else was entirely tailor-made. And I was put on a, not on a strict regime, um, don't but change. in case of right. You're you're paying a not small amount of money for custom jacket and shirts, trousers, and then the wedding suit and everything else. This had better fit. So it's a case of right, whatever size I am now, a month before the wedding, maintain it. Don't gain, <laughs> don't lose, don't change your posture, don't do anything because you want to be wearing this at least a couple of days. So you've you got to make sure it all fits. Yeah, no, that is true. And I'm yeah, my wardrobe is very much a selection of some nice expensive smart clothing some casual shirts and then just training gear (laughs) just (laughs) tons and tons of t-shirts and shorts and might say my running gear my rugby stuff and everything else but i mean i i work in that environment i don't slouch around the stuff but it's 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 my 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 professional outfit as it were so yeah the branded t-shirts that i wear everything else polo shirts it just takes up a lot more space Are you looking to make some changes to your quality of life? Perhaps you're looking to embrace a whole new approach to exercise, nutrition, and a healthier lifestyle, but you're just not sure how to even get started. 
Well, had a basic framework in place and some goals set, you're going to struggle, and that is the most common reason why a lot of people experience a load of stress and ultimately don't succeed in their endeavors. They just don't have a clear path to get them started and follow on with. That's why I wrote Pathway to Health, Be Your Own Life Coach. This is a program that takes you through your lifestyle, approaches to nutrition, exercise, and activities, shows you how to take stock of your life as it is right now, plan things out, and get started on your unique personal pathway to health. You can find this course on my website, www.thebodyengineer.training, in the online store. The program comes with video guides throughout and all the downloadable planners you need to become your own life coach. Listeners to this podcast can get a 20% discount with the discount code POD20. Annoying habits of living with someone who likes being active when you just want to lie about or something like that. There's, there's got to be some things that you are hacked off about. Um, annoying things. Hmm. I mean, I think one of the things that we do have a difference with is that I, I don't like going to the gym. And I think sometimes I think you do, you'd like it if I went to the gym with you and like we could do like working out together. Not as in like in a pressure way, as yeah, in like yeah. a training way. But you know, you could, we could like, do that or like even like work towards a goal like um doing like a triathlon not mm. a triathlon that's like the spartan race oh yeah the obstacle race yeah, 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 yeah. so i would really like to the obstacle race like i would genuinely but i know that doing like yoga and stuff is not going to get me to that fitness point so i think this is one thing where mm. if i went to the gym or like did a little bit of like well, we different talked about working that before out. covid didn't we that you wouldn't mind doing those one day and i said cool i'll do one with you because i've done loads in the past mm. um and i think now that life is all but back to normal here in, du- in Dubai and in the UAE and stuff we could pick one of those out for the future um, and like you said if working out with me isn't going to be the happiest way of doing things it may be a case of I help you with your training program that's the dog by the way shaking nothing random um, and give you the training program that might be the way to go and then you can find your own pace and your own level and train yeah, up for that event and go that route yeah so, I, the one thing I hate is jogging <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so do, doing an assault course over about five or six k is is going to be a challenge in that regard because yeah. you're just going to have to adapt. Exactly. Everyone makes fun of me because I'm a really fast walker, but I run like <laughs> I'm sitting on the toilet. Like, I look awful. So everyone out there, if you've seen Phoebe and Friends, that episode where she tries running, yeah, that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> not a good look. So this is something I think like it would be good to do, but yeah, it's just. But yeah, like you said, I've never wanted to pressure you when you come to the gym with me. That's never been anything as, as a goal that I've got. But it, I mean, would it be nice if we went to the gym together? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but let's face it, like you said, our different um, preferences to how we go about training. It'd only be a case of, right, we drive to the gym together, we go through the front door, and then we part ways for an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a case of, I'm going to do like dynamic stuff or whatever. You don't like doing that. I know that for a fact. Or I'm going to go and do, often do my heavier day, deadlifting or squatting or whatever else. You aren't going to do that, at least not in the same tier that I would do it. So it's not like we're going to be working, you all go, my go, change the weights mm-hmm. around. You have very, very different methodologies there. So, I mean, it's never been a thing for me to go, right, damn it, why should you not come into the gym? Because, <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're your person. I've got my address, you've got yours. And a lot of the times they meet and sometimes they don't. They come and do my yoga classes. I'll come to the gym. You see, you think I'm not anti the whole mobility and core stuff, but I do all that in my training anyway. So it's not a case of, I mean, I'm pretty sure as I get a little bit older, yoga might not be a bad thing just to be that bit more flexible, genuinely. But right now, you know, that's again, that's your thing, not my thing. <laughs> Plus, you do it late in the evenings, which fucking bugs me. I would I'm much sooner unwind and relax when I come home from work. Fair enough. Yes, that makes sense. True. Um, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, just the endless T-shirts. 
think it's probably definitely like a an annoying thing with personal trainers. Oh, and um, constantly taking up half the fridge with food. Yeah, I was gonna say I was looking at the fridge, like probably like little boxes full of like my food, your my food, lunch. yeah, I'm making my lunch years in advance, that kind of stuff. And I mean, not that you're like a protein shake person, but there's some sort of thing which smells funny. So I'm not <laughs> sure about that. Actually, if I'm honest, that's probably my lunch from yesterday. That I okay. that's, <laughs> that's nothing, nothing in preparation. That's just I haven't chucked it yet. Yeah. But uh, I'll get to it. So surprises, dating a personal trainer, being married to one. What about me? What would you want to change about making me more active? Um, <laughs> change. Like, on the other foot. I mean, I, I think to be honest, I, you have to be I careful, don't, sweetie. Yeah, I know. Cause I'm still married to you. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think that's anything I would change. I think if our living circumstances were different, as in we live somewhere just a little nearer because we live on the fringes of the city of Dubai. If we lived a little bit more out towards the desert, a bit more open space, maybe owning a pair of road bikes wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That'd be really nice. So actually. on a weekend or an evening in the cooler months, cars. yeah, we could just go out for a cycle around Maidan or our cars yeah. or, or whatever else. Like get some kayaks out. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff. But I mean, apart from that, no, like I said, I, I know that working out for you is not something you, you would enjoy so it doesn't come on my register as let's go and do this because you no, no, enjoy being active and I mean, doing like things. you said we, like we, we go paddle boarding off the promenade again or like last friday we wake up throw the dog in the car and rough out for a good long walk around to find some camels that she can bark at but apart from that no i mean i wouldn't want to change anything about that you you've got your preferences like I said and I've got mine I mean we go for walks together just to chat like couples do yeah, it's like Abu Dhabi and go kayaking in the mangroves yeah exactly I mean and that works out for us well, I'm fun. sure that with potential children down the line we'll find more ways to be active because we want to be as a family exactly but, uh, yes. our dogs just like speak, creep speaking between of, us speaking of which <laughs> the family thing for some reason the dogs just plant themselves on the sofa between us yes. looking somewhat what suspicious or guilty or what, what have you done why are you here left out yeah, yeah. yeah. lonely Cool, right, okay, so that was half an hour pretty much to the second of what it's like living with me. It's a surprise recording and our experiences as a couple and what, what you found in the first round is not all bad. So No, it's been very good. Hopefully, so It's, uh, it's uh, definitely a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that was an insight into what life is like with me and I expected podcast and we'll do some more in the future. So thanks for listening. <laughs>